0: This is the Bates Bobcast, our weekly podcast where we take a look at the week that was in Bates Athletics. My name is Aaron Morse, and yes, sports are back. On this week's episode, we sit down with Bates Director of Athletics, Jason Fine, for all the details. That's coming up on the Bates Bobcast. Bates! Bates! Bates, 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 Bates. Last week was a big one for Bates Director of Athletics Jason Fine. Not only was he named one of four Division Three Athletic Directors of the Year, but Bates announced the return of intercollegiate competition, including NESCAC play for spring sports. We sat down with Jason to talk about the exciting news. Probably the happiest I've been in many a month here on the Bates Bobcast. We've got Director of Athletics Jason Fine with us here. And uh, Jason, the first news obviously came out last week. Bates is going to play some spring sports coming up here. Uh, How did this all kind of develop from your perspective as the AD here at Bates? How did this process go to finally get some sports um, approved here?
1: Well, thanks for having me, first of all, Aaron. It's great to be here, and thank you for uh, keeping us going with the Bobcast throughout this whole past year and highlighting so many of the coaches and student-athletes. It's been nice to to hear all of that. Um, How did it happen? Um, You know, we've been working really for a year, uh, since this started with with COVID 19 last March, um, to figure out how uh, we were going to get back to playing um, athletic competitions once, once you know it was safe enough to do so, um, so so the logistics of it have really been worked out through the summer and the fall and the winter of you know kind of how things would come about. Um, obviously, keeping track of you know what the virus levels were like, what the situation on campus was like, what things were like in Maine. Um, what the travel restrictions were all of that just all kind of came together. Luckily for us now as we head into the spring. Um, <clears throat> we're still obviously watching, uh, you know, all the levels and, and, and keeping public health at the forefront. But, um, but you know, this is, uh, this is something that I think everybody's really, really excited about from the student athletes to the coaches to the staff. And um, yeah so it's finally it's finally time.
0: Got to give our sports medicine uh, crew a shout out, right? All they've done. Tell me a little bit more about how, how valuable the sports medicine team has been during this time, and how how important they're going to be here go, going forward. Mm-hmm. We actually have some competition, right? Yeah, I mean you can't you
1: can't understate it, or overstate it. Um, it's it's uh, the, the sports med team from the from the get go has been uh, right on the front lines, um, uh, right with COVID testing, with contact tracing. Um, and also with protocols with our NESCAC counterparts and our other counterparts in throughout Maine um, of how we uh, you know mitigate the most risk um, and what protocols should be in place as we as we get back to competition. So you know shout out of course to Nick Cook, Ben Walker, the entire team um, because they're pulling really triple duty. You know they're 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 planning all of these protocols with COVID and testing and contact tracing and all still while you know, taking care of injuries and rehab and um, doctor appointments and insurance and all of that stuff that they do
0: uh, all the time. So, yeah, you can't uh, say enough about it. And then the spring sports, um, if the, the, the rules are what? There's six teams, right, in the NASCAC, six schools who approve the spring sport. There'll be a conference schedule, right? Let's say there weren't six teams. What what do you do from base perspective there?
1: Well, if there's not six teams, I mean, basically it just becomes a non-conference um you know type of schedule so it'd be up to each institution and certainly we would try to um you know if, if colby and and us and a couple others were playing we would try to I, th- I think it'd be the easiest to schedule colby but um you know we we could still um compete against other NSCAC institutions it just would not uh, result in the NSCAC championship or conference season being made up uh, by the by
0: the conference office and then how about for the teams that aren't necessarily spring sports they're going to get some opportunities too, right? Yeah, I mean, we're, we're really excited about that. And, and I think
1: justifiably, we kept our, um, our sights on the spring because the spring lost their entire season last year. And we didn't want to lose sight of that. Um, the winter got to play just about all of their season. somewhere in the playoffs and, and in the NCAA championships. And that, of course, is, is unfortunate. Uh, but they still got to play a lot of the season. So we wanted to really focus on the spring, which we did. Um, But because of the relaxation of NCAA regulations around what the the competitive playing season looks like and also uh, what the NESCAC has done, we're able to have some some participation for the fall and the winter, and that doesn't preclude, you know, competition. Um, We're we're, uh, strapped for space, especially at this time of year when it's still really cold um, and there's still snow and uh, we only have a certain amount of outdoor. Space and we don't have a certain amount of indoor space because of Underhill and Great Cage still being off- offline as as COVID facilities. So, um, so you know, look, everyone from the students to the staff to the coaches have have been great about you know sharing as much space as possible, um, being as flexible as they can with their schedules. Um, but so uh, yeah, we expect that the non traditional season you know will start up here for the fall sports and they'll be practicing um, and hopefully have some type of competition um, maybe maybe a game maybe two um, you know but uh, it could just end up being scrimmages we're not really sure exactly how it will play out depends on who else is out there playing but one thing that we have decided uh, as the whole conference has decided is that we will um, stick with stick with our strict protocols of testing and masking and distancing and anybody that we do compete against in any sport will do the same. Uh, as we do. So in the the NESCAC, that's not a problem. Other non-conference local schools have agreed to, uh, you know, the same type of protocols that we have. Um, So I think there will be opportunity there. It will, I'm sure, be limited. Um, Time is certainly running out on the winter seasons, Um, but, you know, basketball has been able to practice, and it's been great to at least have some type of participation going on.
0: And then when will we know for sure which sports will have NESCAC schedules in the spring? Is there a deadline for that?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think we'll know uh, probably at some point in this next week, the institutions are declaring, the the schedules are being made and drafted, we've got a couple, uh, I think we have three conference meetings this week, Um, you know, which, I mean, for the last year, people have have asked, you know, what have you all been doing? Um, It's been in some ways busier than it would have been if we were just having our regular competitions and practices and, and issues of the day, so... Um, so yeah, I think, uh, you know, with, if not this week, then in about within probably a week's time, we would, we would know, uh, where we, where we're at with scheduling, you know, kudos to the conference office for coming up with schedules at the last minute and figuring out how to best do this. I think we'd see modified play. So if there were eight or 10 teams, let's say participating, we would not, you know, obviously we're not going to be able to have full round Robin. So we'd have, you know, East West type of divisional play kind of thing. So that's what
0: we're looking at. Excellent. And then another great piece of news is you were named one of four NACDA Division Three Athletic Records of the Year last week. It's the second time you've won this honor. Some people were like, well, there are no sports, but you know, the yeah. AD of the Year, but there's a lot of work going on, right?
1: Yeah, you, you sound like my mom, right? <laughs>
0: She's like, congratulations. What, what, what are you doing?
1: <laughs> um, I, I, <laughs> I have to give a shout out to our, our president, Clayton Spencer, who was gracious enough to congratulate me and said, "I guess being undefeated this year really, really helped your cause." Um, no, it's a, it's a huge honor, and um, I was lucky enough to to get this award um, several years ago. But this was such a different year, and um, they really did look at uh, the adaptations that were being made during COVID. And we've done a lot of work over the last year that I think, um, you know, because things have gone well, it's been pretty seamless. But the conversion of, of Underhill to the testing center and having the coaches and the uh, athletic training staff, you know, staffing that, uh, that place. Also coaches have been working in dining and we, you know, helped out with um, the Great Cage being you know, converted into that, that dining auxiliary facility. Um, you know, we've also done so much work around social justice and um, racial equity and diversity and inclusion um, so there's been a lot to do, and, um, and to be nominated and, and recognized is just a testament to our, to our staff. I mean, our, our crew has worked so hard, and it's a, it's a team effort.
0: Excellent. And then I, I just feel like there's a bright light now at the end of the tunnel, and we're almost there. Do you feel the same way? <laughs> uh, you know,
1: I do, and I, I think that this is no different than watching probably, uh, you know, a Dr. Fauci uh, briefing on, on the news, I just, you know, I, I just caution everybody to say, while well, there is a light, um, we're not there, you know, and we still have to um, be vigilant in our in our mitigation tactics and our public health practices. And I think it's very, very easy after a full year of this. Everyone wants to be able to just relax and 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 get things back to normal, but it's not normal yet. Um things. Um, you know, look pretty good right now, but we need to keep taking these. If, if, if everyone on campus, and I, I mean this uh, sincerely, took the protocols that we have put in place for athletics, participation and, and competition, and followed that in the rest of their lives, uh, when they're uh, going about their days and, and nights and weekends, then we would have no problems the rest of the way. And we, that light would certainly shine brightly. Um, I think that We've got to remember that, that we can't let our guard down because that, you know, you see this with the, with March Madness right now. Right. And, and what's happening in division one, you know, the teams uh, that are saying, Hey, we're not gonna be able to go participate. Uh, you know, if we don't have enough players, people have pulled out of their conference tournaments. You know, you just have to be really, really cautious.
0: Right. And you mentioned the protocols being fall. We touched on, you know, how great the sports medicine team has been, but obviously the coaches and the players have had to be very, very patient. Right. What have you seen yeah. from them?
1: Oh, no, they've been great. You know, and I think the tendency now is to say, okay, you know, we want to keep pushing ahead and we want more and we want more. We're being, we've been very cautious and very conservative with our relaxation of of policies because it's worked for us. Um, And it kept teams practicing in the fall. Um, It's kept people safe, uh, you know, during practices so far since we came back to school. And I think, um, you know, the tendency now would be to say, um, okay, well, we can do this. Can we go ahead and do this? You know, we're, we're, we've got everyone masked and distanced. And while it's not, uh, you know, perfect and maybe not the same as some of our other counterparts in division one or other areas of the country that maybe have not had, you know, the same, uh, urgency around a lot of, of, of what's gone on with COVID as we have here in new England. Um, you know, we just have to keep that in perspective and hopefully our student athletes and our coaches realize that and continue to be, to be great about
0: it. Terrific. What are your thoughts you wanted to share about, the upcoming spring season that we haven't got to talk about?
1: You know, I just think um, it's been such a long road and this year. has, in, in some ways, it's been the longest year, but it's also kind of flown by, right? I mean, you can't believe that it's been a whole year that we've been, been living with this, and so much has changed in our world, um, not just around COVID and the pandemic, but some of the issues we mentioned earlier. Um, our student-athletes and our coaches have really evolved, I think, over this year in, in, in a lot of ways. Um, we're seeing a lot more um, action with our, our social justice groups, our AIDS Athletics Agents of Change, um, which has been really, really uh, working hard, um, our student-athletes of color group. I think there's a lot uh, that's been going on, and, and I think coming into competition is just, in a way, while it's the goal, it's also kind of the cherry on top of this year that, 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 while it's been very, very challenging, has still been really productive, and we've been getting a lot of good work done. So um, I hope uh, I, can, I personally can't wait I mean I, I think that uh, I would love everybody who's listening to know to go and, and watch these games and, and stream them online They will yep. be available online any families that are home that are not uh, at Bates that are not students that are part of our testing protocol you know we can't welcome fans to the games um, but we're going to uh, but we're going to have them stream for people online and hopefully people will support and and see what's been going on so yeah it's, it's super exciting and thanks for thanks for all you've done uh, throughout the year as well Aaron.
0: Thank you so much. Jason Fine, Director of Athletics and the Director of Athletics of the Year in Division Three. Thanks so much for joining us on the Bobcats. Really appreciate it. As of Tuesday, the Bobcats have a few games scheduled for this week. Women's basketball visits Colby Saturday at 1 p.m. Women's lacrosse visits St. Joseph Saturday at 1 p.m. And men's lacrosse visits St. Joseph Saturday at 4 p.m. The swim team is getting together for an inter-squad fun meet on Saturday, and we will be streaming the women's basketball team's game Sunday against the Mules with tips set. For 1 p.m. in the friendly confines of Alumni Gym. No fans are allowed in attendance, but check out gobaitsbobcats.com for more information on how you can watch the Bobcats in action at home this season. Sports are back, and we can't wait to recap the first week of games next time on the Bates Bobcast. Bates, Bates, my baby, my baby.